Welcome to Caritas Christi, a real and raw podcast with real women and real faith, where we apply the feminine genius to look at the current events of this world, our faith lives, and other things that are relevant to young Catholic women today. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thursday. Hi guys, this is Mary. And this is Hannah. And you're with Caritas Christi. And happy event. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that was not planned, I swear. <laughs> we, yeah, no, this is all raw. We're awesome. <laughs> you can't plan that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. All right. It's the Holy Spirit. You want to start us, Hannah, with yes. prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventis tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, Nunc in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. 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 And today's inspiration comes from the epistle from the old calendar from the Sunday. Goes, brethren, knowing that it is now the hour for us to rise from sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we believed. The night is past and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And I don't actually know what that scripture is from, but um, if you want to put that in the... Well, oh, yeah. I think it was something from Paul, one of Paul's letters. Yes. I feel like it was Corinthians, maybe, or... I don't know. It's all good. He has a lot of similar stuff in all his letters, so... Yeah. It could be any one of them. But I really like... Um, I think Advent, for me, I, I like how it talks about the armor of light, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it is, because we're kind of settling into this, like, dark time... But yeah. it's not dark because we have the light of Advent. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's actually kind of a comfort. Comfort. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a sacred darkness, a sacred silence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe darkness. Does darkness have a tent? It has a sim- tendency to symbolize evil. Yes. Right. But yeah. in this way, is it not evil because? Or well, it's like the silence of waiting, so it can almost symbolize like patience too, mm-hmm. because. Like, your Advent candles are dark before you light them. Mm-hmm. And then as you get closer, like, the darkness symbolizes waiting, but then the light symbolizes that it's getting closer. And that's the cool thing about Christmas is, like, the way that it falls um, with, our, with our seasons, the way we have them, um, is that the, the winter solstice is December 21st. So just as Christmas is about to come, it starts getting lighter for longer again. So it's getting darker, 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 darker. It's all the way through Advent until the last few days. And then it starts getting light again just as Jesus is about to, like, make his appearance in the incarnation in, in like, one of the most joyous holidays of the year. So mm-hmm. I think... It's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm also remembering... I feel like my parents, we had this tradition when I was way younger. We I feel like we stopped doing... Sometimes you, as a kid, you do cool stuff, and then you're like, why didn't we stop that stuff? Because it was so cool. But um, mm-hmm. we had... I feel like we had this tradition where we had these, like, lights that would go in, like, a, li- a little wreath, and, like, for every week of Advent, we would put them up in one of the windows in our house. Mm-hmm. So, like, the light would pop up. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, too, that people rush now to put out decorations because mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to compensate and they're not waiting yeah you know mm-hmm. it's even actually it was just like father on sunday was talking about how um 
even Christian, like non-Catholic churches, more mm-hmm. like Protestant churches are already decorating for Christmas. And I'm like, Advent is so beautiful. Why rush? Because it's like, it's the consumerism of the culture where it's like, okay, everything has to happen mm-hmm. now. And it's the like, the instant gratification side where it's like, well, I want it to be Christmas time, so therefore it is now Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. And I want to put up my Christmas decorations now, and so I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. And it's it's like that. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have not put up my Christmas tree yet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, mostly because I've been really busy. <laughs> and uh, my family usually puts up the tree the first uh, Sunday of Advent. Um but I didn't put up my own. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know whether I'll actually wait. Like um, my one friend actually has been, (laughs) he said he's going to like put up his tree like after or like on Christmas as far as like decorations for where he teaches goes. And then he's going to like keep it up until Candlemas. And I'm like, cool. So (laughs) he can keep it up for like two months. That's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. I might might do that. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Well, and even the priest was talking about how we can use that as a mortification to wait to listen to Christmas music until it's closer. Um, yeah, just kind of exercise a little bit of self-mastery. Yeah. I think that there is possibly... Because I, I love this time of year because mm-hmm. it does have a certain... A lot of the stuff... <laughs> let's just say when Santa came at the end of the Macy's Day Parade on Thursday, I might have like leaked a little tear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh, I know. I was like, why am I crying? It's literally Santa at the Macy's. This is like the most consumerist, like, mm-hmm. secular thing. But it was just like, I don't know, something about the magic of Santa. It, like, captivates the wonder and awe. Oh, that's a that's a very big debate. Well, that's a fun. That's a fun one. I like to, I like <laughs> to think about that one because it's, there's really, well, Thomas Aquinas would probably say, because he, like, he takes the stance of, lying is like never okay no matter what mm-hmm. um so he would say that you, you should not well do the santa claus thing with your kids but is it, isn't it okay from that from that perspective like he would just say no any lies bad so no <laughs> um i don't know where i fall on that it's yeah weird. i mean i i know that santa isn't i know that santa isn't real <laughs> Yeah, Mary, I have to break it to you on your podcast, sorry. Uh, Santa's not real. (laughs) But I think that there is something about, that is captivating about that, you know? Well, because it actually comes from Catholicism. It comes from St. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Santa Claus means St. Nicholas. Because I feel like our world is dark. Our world, like, I remember, actually, I kind of broke my rule when COVID happened last year. Hmm. Because I was like, it just felt so dark. Yeah. And... I just started listening to Christmas music because I was like, it's so depressing. I have, and actually, there's actually this one song I'll put it. It's called Joy to the World, but it's like a cool take. So I'm going to send that to you. It has a really cool sound to it. Okay. But it was just like, oh, Christ comes into the mess and to the darkness. But I think now, you know, it's, I've grown into a lot of surrender and abandonment. So I'm not like as prone to as much anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I see the, I see the, actually, that'll be kind of my advice later. But I see the, I see the, see the lies in the, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what is it? The lies in the, I don't know. I feel like there's a phrase. Anyways. So what are we having? We're totally digressed there. That was quite a, that was cool. Got off on a tangent. Yeah. It was a good tangent though. Yeah. Happy Advent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are we having today? 
I'm drinking water. <laughs> what'd you hydrate have? or die. What'd you, what'd you have for dinner? Did you have dinner? Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a chicken sandwich. Oh. Yeah. I'm having chicken right now. I know. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. I'm having roasted chicken and then, well, it's, I don't know, it's been sitting in my kitchen, so our fridge just fell a little dry, but I put yeah. some ketchup, so I, you know, ketchup. mask the dryness. And then I have some mac and cheese from my family's wedding over the past weekend, so. Nice. Yeah. Anywho. All right. So, current events, Hannah. Okay, here we go. So, so you said we have one, two that are, like, kind of not fun, but one that kind of is fun, and then we have a really cool one to end with. Yeah. Yeah. So gotta cover this because nobody will do it because yeah we won't get into how um corrupt the media is it's fine wait the media is corrupt (laughs) (laughs) crazy okay do you want to preempt this or do you want to tell you what i thought when i saw this news headline what i was who who i think who i thought they were talking about okay yeah go ahead okay so I was like, Hannah, wait, isn't there some, like, politician that has a name, Max Maxwell? But, I, but then I go, oh, you were like, no, it's Maxine Waters. And I'm like, oh. But I thought it would actually make sense that there was something going out based on this yeah, for Maxine Waters. based on her past behavior. And I was, like, not surprised. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. How do they get someone like her? But <laughs> <laughs> these people are. How do they nab her? Yeah. Um, anyway, so go ahead. So yeah. what's going on? So um, today, no, not today. Well, yesterday, as far as recording goes, but um, Monday of this week when the podcast comes out, uh, the Gislaine Maxwell trial began. And just a refresher, if you haven't heard anything or you um, haven't heard anything in a while, she was um, Jeffrey Epstein's accomplice. And basically, like, um, she, like, found... She's on trial for grooming girls and like bringing them to him so that he could abuse them so that's yeah it's great nice good stuff um it's also there's also a lot of really suspicious things going on with the prosecution like um james comey's daughter is apparently the prosecutor i think what's the connection there um he was fbi director but why does that have to do anything with her i know it doesn't like, oh. so, but James Comey was very corrupt. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so she's corrupt and then she's the prosecutor of like, this corrupt person. Yeah. This case. Mm. Um, and so she's like lead prosecutor, I think. So people are wondering whether she'll like, uh, Maxwell will actually get a, the sentence that she deserves. And then a bunch of. A bunch of things were like, well, we're not going to tell the media anything about this stuff because we don't want it sensationalized. And it's like, well, what are you trying to hide then? Like, how come none of this can come out? It's very suspicious. So, yeah, so there were opening statements and just kind of an overview of what had happened and just the charges that she's facing and the trial is still ongoing so there's that uh, so i'm de- definitely like keep a mm-hmm. close eye on that mm-hmm. in the next i don't know how long the trial is gonna go but it's gonna it's gonna go on for at least a, um probably like a few days even after this episode comes out just keep an eye on it because 
I think it's very important. And the fact that it's not getting a lot of coverage is very telling and makes you go, wait. Mm -hmm. What are they covering up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And also back to the lead-in, the whole th well, I thought it was confusing because it was Gisling Maxwell mm -hmm. and Maxine Water. So, you know, yeah. it all sounds, it all looks, it's all Max. Um, and sorry, before we go on to the next little thing, I was just thinking, you know, does this woman, just looking at the face, like, sometimes I think you can look at someone's photo and just kind of try and look into their soul a little bit and be like, okay, does this person even have any remorse? Yeah. Um, and, you know, like last week we were talking about some of the stuff that's going on in the, you know, with the priest in the Catholic Church. But also, I think not even worse, but worse in its own way is when a woman is a predator on their own fellow females. Oh, yeah. You know, it's because just they... something more. It's it's like there's something, yes, with the priest. Like, that's awful. But this is awful in its own way, in its own right, too. Because mm -hmm. it's like we're supposed to be each other's keepers. Right. And this is complete opposite. And women are so wicked to each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so talking about being attacks on women, what's the what's the next thing that what's, oh. what's the next? Yeah. Or do you have any comments on what I was saying? No, not really. But yeah, I, I do agree. Like it, it, it there is something extra sinister about it when like a woman especially the, these were girls as young as fourteen, which is which I work disgusting. with high school girls. I like mm -hmm. it just like the person kind of like how you said the death penalty. Like should it like once it hits home, mm -hmm. it's like mm. yeah. I'm just like I, I don't know even if death is a <laughs> <laughs> if it's enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I mean I guess they're gonna go to hell. So maybe I mean well, I don't know. I don't what, know. What we want. What we want is for 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 repentance. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is actually why people consider the death penalty like merciful because they um when it's carried out the way that the church would permit it to be carried out is when like the person on death row or to be executed knows the exact time of their execution and the day of their execution so that they are like looking death in the face and then they had the opportunity to repent and like amend their life so that they don't go to hell because mm -hmm. um that's really what the end in in the end, what we don't want for them. Um, like God's justice will ensure True. that they get due punishment for wh whatever it is they did. But if they're, they truly repent and they are given that opportunity, then, then that's better because, mm -hmm. you know, we want more people in heaven than less. True. So, yeah, good point. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> a good Moving point. You, you brought me back. <laughs> I was like, getting kind of. I was Lillian. getting. I I was kind of getting on your level. So yeah, you know, you that's funny. You're reeling me back. <laughs> wow. Just we're switching roles today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For the moment. Yes. <laughs> so this is actually this is an article from September, but um, that date is coming up at the time of recording. It will be um, tomorrow. It's going to be December first, but the Mississippi abortion case is going to be heard um it's a mississippi abortion law that directly challenges roe v wade so the mississippi case has to do with a law banning most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy um so based on the previous rulings from the court states are required to allow pre-viability abortions which occur before a baby <clears throat> can survive on its own outside the womb 
So typically 20 to 24 weeks of pregnancy. And so when it agreed to hear the case in May, the Supreme Court also granted review of the questions whether all pre-viability prohibitions on elective abortions are unconstitutional, meaning that if the court sides with Mississippi, states would potentially be allowed to decide their own abortion laws. Oh, so this... Which would be a reversal of Roe v. Wade, because Roe v. Wade said, no, you can't decide your own abortion laws. They have to be, like... They have have to follow these parameters. Overturning it would mean... um, The battleground goes to the states now. Yes. Yeah, so, like... Unfortunately, overturning it doesn't mean that abortion ends, but as I was talking to my um, students about it today, like overturning it does mean that in some states, like like Texas, we talked about the trigger law. If it's mm-hmm. overturned, Texas immediately becomes, um, it, it just becomes illegal. Mm-hmm. I think in Ohio, they were trying to get a trigger law yeah. signed. Do we well. know? Do we know the status? I don't. I feel like I haven't heard. I anything. haven't heard a lot about it, so I have to uh-huh. like I have Did to look it, it up. Didn't no Georgia didn't they just have the heartbeat bill that they got flack for they didn't have yes. a trigger bill did they put no I don't think so um, but yeah it was the heartbeat bill that um, yeah. everybody got triggered over yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> trigger trigger triggering people <laughs> it doesn't take much these yeah. days but um, let's see yeah so it looks like the bill was introduced I don't know as far as where it is in the it's been proposed so yeah yeah it's good it's moving mm-hmm. through yeah it's moving through the state house right now so we might see we might see something happening uh-huh. with it in the near future so i would maybe really encourage I, I don't i don't i feel like we're really lucky in this area because we actually have our our right to life office of um in this area i don't know if i can say its name but mm-hmm. um they're really active and like they're really on the, the scene yeah so they'll keep people up to date and they're really active yeah um but actually we have a, a friend that will be on with us on um in january mm-hmm. and she even sent us a thing of like this is really the time like this leading up especially now to the march for life like i think it's like she was yes. just like actually should i just pull up her did i did i send you that email no oh i thought i did <laughs> okay i'll just um here, you do you want to go talk about the next thing while I pull this up, or do I'm gonna just see if uh, I can pull it what? up fast? This, <clears throat> the next article. Yeah. Okay. So, also on the agenda for today, as far as news, um, I don't know. I don't think we've covered this before. It's not necessarily new at this point, but I would really encourage all of you to check out the Mass of the Ages Ow. documentary. I'll have a link. We'll have a link in here to it in the show notes. But it's a trilogy about the Latin Mass and just showing the beauty behind it and showing the people who go there and why they go and why they choose it um, over other forms of the liturgy. And it's very informative. The website is also like has lots of resources as well. So I just really encourage you to check that out. The first part of it is out and it's uh, it's like 40 minutes. So if you kind of like break it up into 10 minute increments, you could watch it like 10 minutes every day and um, finish it that way. You can watch it all in one sitting. It's really up to you. Um, it might be a good thing too if you're uh, if you're a parent, you can show you can show your kids. Um, or if you're a child and you have parents who don't understand, 
like what you see in the Latin Mass or some like this is also a really good resource to point them towards, mm-hmm. or just for friends. Um, but yeah, it's it's really awesome. So definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be linked in the show notes. And um, another kind of thing about this too, because um, I I think it's just good to remember, like, because I, I feel like third, you know, when the Moto Pro came, no, Moto Propio came out in the f- the summer. It's kind of like we're all in an uproar about it. But some things have kind of happened in our diocese, which has kind of like kind of brought it back to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So it's just good to like keep it in mind. Um, so this is just one way to, you know, and it's not like we're being radical. It's just we're being Catholic. And this yes. is this is literally the mass of the ages. And it's I mean, I mean, how many saints do you think this I mean, have prayed this mass, Hannah, mm-hmm. the Latin mass? so many so so many and um so you know we're praying with all the saints talking about the what is it the communion of saints yeah communion of saints um and then just kind of a note as well i had been listening um i'll send that link to you too because he was on um leah darrow's podcast Mm -hmm. i was really impressed because he is all about storytelling and he's all about making you know because there's like there's catholic and christian film but we're all like you know used to them being cringy and cheesy and stuff yeah. He really is all about making this stuff well. Like, this is, yeah. like, a good work of art in itself. That convinces you. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, because he, he actually even said with a lot of Christian films, mm-hmm. they have a message, and then that's their whole thing. Yes. But he's, like, kind of how we talked about as a teacher, like, you lead people to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's other stuff to learn about. Yes. Like, they'll not just learn about the Latin Mass. They're going to learn about their faith. They're going to learn about heaven. They're learning about death. You know, so it's mm-hmm. going to be really impactful. Um and then, yeah, here, I'm just going to read this from, actually, really, it's a kind of Advent pro-life message, so just okay. read it real quick. Mm-hmm. She'll be on our podcast in January, so it'll be a treat. Yeah. Um, she's, I keep on saying she's like Hannah, but like, <laughs> when Hannah gets older. <laughs> I hope. I wish. <laughs> right? One day. Yeah. One day. Y'all, y'all will understand when she comes on. <clears throat> but she says, I got this email from her, and I think this is just, it was, uh, it was funny because it caught my attention, because she's not... I don't know. She said, action alert, rally to overturn Roe on Wednesday. Um, that's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, hello, everyone. God bless you as we begin this Advent season of preparation for the coming of the Lord. This is a time of reflection and, yes, penita- penitential act acts a mini lent if you will this is a time to make ourselves a pleasing gift to jesus christ and to witness to the true gift of his gospel to a people living in darkness he came to the world to be the light and asks us to reflect that light in the darkest wow darkest corners of sin in keeping with the season please join us if you can for this concerted time of prayer and witness and reparation for the sin of abortion if you know there's you know so praying at your local planned parenthood or abortion facilities um and then you know if if it's not possible to be out in the weather or if you have time constraints just begin or please continue to pray daily for god's mercy and justice for a nation that rejects his gift of life specifically pray for our supreme court justice as they begin hearing oral arguments in the dobbs v jackson case they will be under great spiritual attack and political societal pressure to withhold true justice Pray to you for the conversion of the souls and the hearts of those who work in or support the slaughter of millions of unborn children in our nation each year. May God grant you a spiritually fruitful advent, and may he see fit to answer our pleas and allow Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton to be overturned. <laughs> auto-tuned? What? what? I said auto-tuned? What do you mean auto-tuned? I was just mishearing you on purpose. What? Mishearing you on purpose for the Oh, show. overturned, auto-tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. No. <laughs> mm. 
Meh. No, I don't want that stuff to be auto-tuned. <laughs> Hannah, Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton? No, thank you. Anyways. Okay. All right. So, Hannah, you have a, um, a hot take that's actually kind of related to our last piece of news. So, well, go on. I go ahead and hit oh, us with it. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> this is hot off the press. <laughs> Guess what, guys? And girls. Gals. <laughs> Abortion is a tool of the patriarchy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> no, but seriously, abortion is a tool of the patriarchy because it literally denies a woman one of the gifts of her femininity, which is motherhood. And it rips that from her. And it, I mean, it denies a man of fatherhood, but it just subverts entirely what it means to be a woman in um in in the like in the bid to basically make a woman like a man where like um so so a lot of the abortion arguments will be like well um you know i want to i want to advance in my career so i don't want to have kids just yet like no (laughs) that's not um, that's not how this works. And then it becomes, it literally, the abortion becomes literally a tool of the patriarchy because now you see a, even, even in, within the Catholic church, there are, there is still this, this kind this kind of like anti-life sentiment where, um, even mothers who choose to work some or even like they don't have the option to um, stay home and not to work, they they get like unpaid leave or they they get demoted or looked down upon because they decided to choose life, and so they want to like have this you know having a child becomes associated with like a stigma of like well you're setting yourself back you're doing and the selfish. Um, outlook of that just looking at looking at women and and men too as just cogs in a machine to serve whatever their their employer wants is exactly the quote unquote patriarchal society that feminists are supposedly fighting and yet abortion is a tool of that and it is a tool of of rapists and sexual abusers because it ensures that their um their their victims are silenced that that nothing that they don't have any consequences from the obscene and terrible things they are doing to these women they can just you know drop drop them off in an abortion clinic and say oh she she wants this and they they can be too scared to say no because of the threat that this person has over them or maybe it's maybe it's an abusive family member and you know they they feel that no one would would believe them or even an abusive partner and so that cycle is just perpetuated because because of com- companies like plan- planned parenthood because of abortionists that look the other way so abor- abortion is a tool of patriarchy and you cannot tell me otherwise and it is a tool of a racist and sexist, <laughs> disgusting, 
underlying agenda that is just being pushed and these people who tell you that they're for women they're for women's rights don't care about the women in the womb and the people that tell you that blacks white lives matter don't care that a black baby is more likely to be boarded in the state of new york than to be born something's wrong so there you go <laughs> well and it's okay so it's not even okay Starting with the women, with, with your perspective, because I also thought there's another kind of woman in the picture, because it's maybe the baby might be a woman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. What, <laughs> a, what about the women in the womb? What, yeah. What about? What about her rights? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was like the one thing. But then I was also, um, so I can't remember when this was. Um, it was at the one awards where she basically was like shouting her abortion. She said, because of my abortion, I was successful. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That was awful. I don't remember her name. I don't either. Okay. I remember she was wearing yellow for some reason. I feel like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making I that up, know. but, um, then yeah, I, I do sh- remember that though. I think it was over two years ago now, maybe. Yeah. But, um, so obviously I'm very much admire Leah Daryl cause she's super spicy and she's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like her a lot. And I actually remember when this all happened, she actually, she was literally giving labor to like her fifth or sixth kid. Oh, wow. actually I think it's her fifth cause now she has six kids. So it was her fifth kid. And mm-hmm. she literally did a whole thing of like hashtag babies and dreams because she said, she's like, actually, because like my dreams are better with my babies. Yes. And my, like, my babies are my priorities, and my, like, my babies inform my dreams, and my dreams inform my babies. Like, it all, like, it's all a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and also, too, it literally is a patriarchy saying, you're not capable of being a mother. Yeah. You're not capable of, because they say, well, you won't be able to finish your degree, and you won't be able to be successful. It's like, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're literally saying, you know, yeah, so I totally agree with you. Um, so I have to get that. I have to find that hashtag babies and dreams because that was also super. Yes. Like she very poignantly talks about that of, and I think that's a true reality because it's like, I mean, our vocations. I think primarily have our vocations, but then God gives us our own callings. But then mm-hmm. that ebbs and flows with our life. You know where we're at. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always I always remind the girls. That's why I always drill it into my, the girls that I form. Mm-hmm. that we're here to build up like build you up so that you don't get in these situations and where but not only just that but when you get yourself to, into these situations you know that you have a place to come back to you know because a lot of women when they fall into situations where they have an unplanned pregnancy they don't have the support they don't think they have that support but i have heard stories where a woman was like i know i made a mistake and it's not going to be easy with my family but i know they're going to be there to support me mm-hmm. and that helped them to choose life so I always drill that into my girls. So <clears throat> that sounds funny. <laughs> but I just don't want them to forget it. So, um, all right. So kind of on a, I don't know how this relates to anything, but it does because we just had Thanksgiving. Um, so my advice, um, I think it just helps to have over like good attitude in life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically um, to not complain so don't complain, be grateful, and everything is for our good. I'm kind of borrowing it from <laughs> on one of our earlier podcasts. But I've just been really thinking about that. Um, let's see. Over a week ago, I decided to fast from complaining. Do you know how hard it is to not complain? Mm-hmm. I realized how much I complain, Hannah. Yeah. 
And I have no grounds to complain. I feel like maybe people, here's the thing, people in Africa or people in Haiti, people in impoverished countries have all the right to complain, but those people have smiles on their faces. <laughs> yeah. I live and, you know, like I'm provided for, like I have a home and if, you know, something were to happen, I'd have parents to go back to, to support me. I just know that I can find food somewhere. <laughs> I can scrounge around for food yeah. if I need to. Um, so we just have, and you know, sometimes things aren't ideal, but you know, that's because we're so, we have such a, um, we ha- we're so entitled, Hannah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are so, and even if you think like, oh, I'm a good virtuous Catholic, check again. Because even like, it's even simply as like, I remember just, because complaining is not good. Like, I think you can process things and you can fume about things and you can like, you know, it's good to vent. But I just feel like negative comments mm-hmm. are like our speech should always be uplifting. Yes. Which I don't know. I mean, obviously, sometimes we talk derogatorily about politicians like Biden and other things. I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. Mm. But <laughs> just, just keep praying for their souls because they right? need it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's all I will say. Yeah. See, look so. at that. <laughs> What's that? I said, see, look at that. Wait, say that. Sorry. Say one more time. I totally was trying to figure out what my next thought was. <laughs> well, because I said, see, look at that. I just said, pray for the stools. I bet they need it. The end. Oh, there you go. Okay, see? Pray, see, pray for mine too. The end. Because <laughs> you bet I need it. Oof. Yeah. I sure remember my mom saying that. She was like, I'm going to pray for, I'm going to pray for Nancy Pelosi and <laughs> I forget who else. And I'm like, mom, you're a better woman than me. Yeah. I don't want to pray for them. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying that's well, a good help, thing. What helps is, like, to, I I did a consecration to Mary, so it's kind of like, well, Mary can give her prayers to whoever needs them most, and she knows that better than I do. So there you go. Just do do with that whatever you want. Yeah. So, Um, helps. But I, like, kind of just anecdotally, I'm not going to give all the details because Hannah knows all the gory details. Mm. But basically, I kind of, I've let's just say I've um, hit a little couple of rough, rough spots recently. I had one that was not brought on myself. It was just the fact that I'm running my own business. And let's just say being an entrepreneur is fun, except for sometimes you're a little broke. So, you know, (laughs) it's fun because I am my own boss and God provides. And it's just the freedom I have, especially now with everything coming down with all the vaccines and masks and everything. I can live my life as I see fit and I have the freedom to do it. So I'm really grateful for that. Um... But yeah, <laughs> some of the times when you're setting up a business, sometimes things get a little tight. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine because God continues to provide. And actually, recently, I think I talked about this before. I'd been in a, uh, like I'd woken up one day and I was like, God, I have all these big bills to pay and <laughs> you have to, like, it's kind of feeling a little close here. So you have to really come through and he did. And even to the end, like I knew, like I covered, I was able to pay all my bills that one month. And then I was like, I need groceries. Like, I'm not exactly sure where groceries are going to come from. Like, I can always go to my parents, but I want to see, you know, like, groceries will come from somewhere. Um, I kind of like to use my parents as, as a last resort because I'm kind of independent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then God totally provided the groceries out of the kindness of one of my friends. So, and it wasn't even as far as just, like, I was just being authentic and raw with them. Um, which also, folks... You know, if you have those people in your corners, please, like, I realize it is so freeing, like, when you're struggling and you're at a point to just be like, this is what's going on in my life. 
because one people hear and they know and they're like actually when i told this one friend she's like why didn't you tell me before and i was like because i was just trying to live my life and just do the best i can with what i have and you know but um people do like when you let people in people Mm -hmm. totally show up so i will tell you that um so i like from that moment i just i don't know god really did kind of show up in a like a big way because i was like it's really tight and then he totally did so i was really trying to be grateful because when god when god literally let like had groceries show up in my kitchen and i'm like eating food that has been given to me from other people Mm -hmm. from their generosity it's hard it's hard to complain i remember there was like kind of something rough going on in my family even too even after all that but then i was like you know what god provided food for me so i'm just gonna you know i'm just not gonna complain anymore um and then most recently i had a little bit more so that was just more like because i'm running a business Mm -hmm. i recently had a little thing where let me just say i'm kind of um i don't know i feel like i can see i can relate to a lot of the fear that's going on in the world because people can totally, I don't know, they can, they can step in and make us fearful. And then out of pride, we try to defend ourselves or we try and provide for ourselves. We don't go to God. Um, and then they can basically talk us into giving up our freedoms or <laughs> giving up some of our, <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just say that uh, things got a little tight here for the last week. A little bit. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. But, um, but then, kind of, like, right away, like, God totally turned up. Like, this situation happened, and, and that evening, I had told a friend, because I was, I was supposed to, let's just say I was supposed to buy money, or tickets to a fundraiser, and I was, like, I, that day I was going to be, like, you know, make sure I could, like, responsibly buy those tickets. And I was, like, I think I could be able to do it this month. And then, within a couple hours, I, I had to call my friend up and be, like, um, I have to figure out how to pay my bills <laughs> within mm-hmm. these next couple of days. I will not be able to do that. <laughs> so once she gave me tickets to the fundraiser, so that was generous of her. They would already, her and her husband had already discussed it. And then two, she had been like, um, basically, um, they had had money that they like would collect at certain events. And they were like, it was a hope jar or something. And they had kind of lost it and they had just found it. And she's like, Mary, whatever money's in that envelope, I will give to you. Aww. So right out then, so then eventually she Venmoed that to me. And then I got another friend who was super generous. And then I had one of my friends and clients. I kind of told him about the situation. Um, and I was just kind of being honest about it. And I don't know, just like letting him know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I was cleaning for him. And he had told me he had left before I was done. So he had said, hey, um, he was like, um, just send me the bill when you're done. So I go to Venmo to bill him. Mm-hmm. I, do I, can I say the amount that he gave me? It was a couple hundred dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's closer to a thousand than 500. Dang. Yeah. It's $700. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I say the amount? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to. She'll just, she'll just bleed me out anyways if I say the wrong thing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, he gave me $700, Hannah. Wow. And my dad had already let me borrow money. So I'll have to pay that back eventually. Um, but anyways, yeah. So God totally showed up, you know, and I, and when all this stuff was going down, I was like, I know God's like, God's in here. I just got to hold on. Just got to hold on. Just got to hold on. And he totally ditched. Even when I blundered, he, uh, (laughs) he totally showed up. So I'm really trying to not complain. And it's, it's really hard. And especially like this week, Hannah, I will say sometimes as a female, sometimes you just feel irritable about stuff. People, (laughs) 
saying you. I am not allowed to feel what? irritable. Well, yeah, but, like, <laughs> it literally just feels like someone could walk, like, I was cleaning at my clients today, and she walked in, and I just was like, <clears throat> I was like, she's a really great client, but I was just like, <laughs> I just deal with problem. <laughs> what? That, I know that's not her at all. No, that's what I'm saying. I know. I feel like sometimes might just be a you problem. <laughs> no, because I'm not generally irritable. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, but you can have like an irritable day without chalking it up to like hysteria. I don't know. <laughs> mm, or you can. I, don't know, I mean, teach their own. It just helps <laughs> me. Make, it just helps me not to feel so insane, and helps me to take myself not take myself so seriously. Okay. I mean, yeah. whatever works. <laughs> Or you just have an irritable day, as Hannah says. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I just, anyways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, it's hard, you know, because sometimes things just grate you or you're tired, hungry, exhausted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess that's part of the struggle. Yeah. So, but anyways, I think it's just trying to do it every day. Because also, too, as we said from St. Elizabeth of Trinity, like, everything is for our good. Yeah. The struggles and even our sins and our weaknesses are far good so why do we complain you know mm-hmm. we say thank you god thank you for this um <laughs> yeah easier said than done but i'm working on that with you yeah, brother right. and sister in christ so <laughs> let's uh we'll take this time of advent to you know i'm really trying to just detach and just empty or not empty but purify my ask god to purify my heart so i can like totally receive him Mm -hmm. as christ at christmas um you know and spiritually like you know adding more prayer and then taking out i'm trying to fast from some food and whatnot so not food all in all food in general (laughs) (laughs) uh i think that would make people around me fast because i would definitely Mm -hmm. i'd get hangry that's so. why I didn't give up coffee for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, pay attention to what's going on locally with the pro-life cause. Yep. Um, Get boots on the ground. Support your fellow woman. Uh, pray for the priest. Mm-hmm. And have a good Advent. Yes. Is there anything else we want to add to that? No. I feel like there was another detail there that I missed. <laughs> oh, support your Latin mass. Yes. There you go. Especially and even if you even if you don't prefer the Latin Mass, support um, good liturgy all the time. Mm-hmm. And your brothers and sisters that are served by that liturgy. Yes. And mm-hmm. yeah, even if you don't particularly understand it, it's great to enter into di- dialogue with people who love it and enjoy it. And then you can dialogue with them about like what you enjoy about the Novus Ordo and friendship. Yay. Good things. Hey, <laughs> communion of saints on earth. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You can start here, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. But we're happy to join with you. Journey. Wow. Join you and journey with you for Advent. Yes. Special time of year. So um, with that, talking about dark silence, Hannah. Yes. You want to end us with our, oh, our closing yeah. quote? We've had enough exhortations to be silent. Cry out with a thousand tongues. I see the world is rotten because of silence. We will see you next week. Have a fruitful and holy advent. Bye. Know that you're all loved. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Caritas Christi. If you'd like to write to us with hot takes, feedback, advice, or advice requests, we would love to hear from you. Email us at caritas.christi31 at gmail.com. That's caritas.christi31 
at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Thursday.